Welcome to Reimagining Schools, a podcast from the Edupreneur Academy. Today, I'm talking with Leanne Lockard, an expert in online education, who's going to talk to us a little bit about her background and her experiences starting a new business in the entrepreneurial world. Hi, Leanne. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. How are you doing? I'm great, Erin. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. Yeah, I'm honored to have you on the podcast. And you and I have had kind of a very similar background. So it was really fun to kind of get to know you over the last six months or so. I think we actually technically met on LinkedIn, um, but we had a lot of crossover. So it's, it's really great to find someone else. Um, it's kind of rare to run across someone else that's doing some of the same similar things that I am. So it's been fun to get to know you. And that's where I wanted to start today is just have you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into education and entrepreneurship and what you're up to now. Well, thank you, Erin. And I totally agree. It's wonderful to meet people that share your passion and has a similar background. So um, I am a career educator. I um, have had about 35 years uh, many of which have been in um, academic alternative type settings. The last 12 years has been with Texas Connections Academy. So I uh, am the founding principal uh, for that school and uh, retired in June as the executive director. So um, I had the wonderful opportunity of starting that school with 60 students in grades three through eight. And then whenever I left in June, uh, we were preparing for that school to reach 10,000. And uh, I've heard from my successor that they have reached 12,000 with a waiting list. Wow. So it has been an incredible journey. Yeah. And what year did you start? Because I know you were also pretty early in the online education game as well. What year did you start that? Oh, yes. I started in 2009. And a lot of my friends thought, it was an internet scam. So like, how could you possibly do public school online? Yeah, mine too. We started the same year. So yeah, that um, was definitely the, the thought process there. And people were, you know, concerned about me leaving my tenured position with the traditional public school district. And so it was definitely a little bit of a leap of faith. But I feel like in retrospect, we, we knew <laughs> we knew some things early on that we're going to get big. Of course, we couldn't have known all about the pandemic and everything that was to come. But so before that, were you, tell me about your background before you, you switched to the online schools. I worked in a school district where we had tried to open a virtual school for about five years before I left. The year before I left, we'd gotten very serious about uh, opening an online school. So we purchased a product and I spent the entire year working on the product and I didn't make the kind of headway that I wanted, but that, uh, that's, is what started my journey in checking out more tools that was available to do this. And through that process, I found Connections Academy. So talking about being uh, an early starter in this, in this area, I remember in our computer lab, it, I worked in Spring Branch ISD at, at an academic alternative school. We were using a, a very, very good product at the time. Uh, and when the, uh, the representative from the company came by, she said, you know, there are models that actually have the teacher engaged with the, teach, with the student behind the system. 
Mm-hmm. And I just, I thought, wow, I wonder what that looks like. How, because, it, you know, that was during a time where in your computer labs, you wanted to make sure that all the screens were facing inward so that you could see what the students were doing. And there was a lot of on your feet to try to, you know, check out uh, uh, what was happening in the computer lab. So lo and behold, just a few years, uh, you know, two or three years after that, uh, I was hired by Connections Academy and I had the opportunity to work in this model where the students engage with the teacher through the platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so interesting. Did you always know that you wanted to be in education when you were younger or how did you how did you decide to get started on that path? Actually, I did not know that I wanted to be an educator. And <laughs> when I hear stories about uh, people who say, I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher because when I was little, I would line my dolls and bears up and teach them. I never did that. So I actually have a a Bachelor of Business Administration, and I had a number of careers before I started in education. Uh, I had a, uh, I knew someone who was on the school board of of the district in which we lived in, and she actually contacted me and she said, Leanne, there's this job at the school that I really think you would be good. And I think you should check it out. Well, it was business and, you know, business many times it's hard to find a business teacher and my degree was in business. So I um, uh, checked into it. Um, I decided that this sounded really, really like something I would enjoy. So I went to um, actually went to Corpus Christi State University in Corpus Christi and got my certification to uh, for career and technology, career and technology education. So I did that for two years uh, in career and technology education. And then my husband and I moved to the Houston area where I was very fortunate to uh, land a teaching position in a new program in Spring Branch ISD. It was a corporate partnership between Burger King and the school district. And, you know, it was an incredible opportunity because um, there wasn't, and still you don't hear very many corporate partnerships like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But of course, you know, we were the Burger King Academy, which many times could be, you know, it was kind of a, a, uh, the name could be kind of a joke because, uh, uh, you know, they would say Burger King High and things of that nature. But there was a lot of innovation that happened there. And we had a lot of other corporate partners as well. Burger King, the, the corporation was incredible to work with. And then we had uh, a bank uh, that was one of our partnerships too. And so we got to do a lot. When businesses partner with schools, good things happen. So yeah. um, the, uh, uh, we, we, the, the bank partner allowed us to accompany them on some United Way activities where the students got to help build a house. And the students were treated just like the volunteers from the bank, the professional banking um, officials that were there volunteering. So um, uh, yes, again, very, very fortunate to have been in some places of which, uh, as you and I have talked before about um, uh, entrepreneurship in mm-hmm. education. I feel like in every, in er, I have had so many opportunities to experience that, what that can do for a school system firsthand. Yeah, absolutely. And that makes a lot of sense now hearing more about your background, about how you kind of transitioned from education to 
more entrepreneurial things, which we'll get into here in a second. But I am curious what you did before education. Did you, what fields did you work in before? Well, I was in retail. Okay. Uh, I also worked uh, in aircraft maintenance. Um, Interesting. My very first job was with the Navy Exchange. So um, I'm a Navy brat. My dad was a senior chief in the Navy, which also probably tells a lot about me too. When you're the senior chief's daughter and also the senior chief's oldest daughter, Mm -hmm. uh, you've lived a certain kind of life. (laughs) So, um, and then I also was a children's protective services worker. That was the position I had just before I started teaching. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want to send a shout out to social workers. Yeah, Um, for sure. You know, teaching, Teaching is a tough job, but there's not a job tougher than being a social worker. Oh yeah, I would totally agree. Yeah. So I, I was able to come into a teaching position from Children's Protective Services where I had worked in schools and with the community to support students who needed something more. And um, I feel like that that really helped me. I feel like anything that you can do prior to or along the same time that you're also teaching is such a benefit to the system, a benefit. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. And I was just curious because I know that our, you know, our backgrounds really do shape who we are and kind of our experiences that we've had and our worldview. And so that obviously gave you a lot of different kinds of experiences coming into education, which can be really helpful to share that background and knowledge with students as you kind of, you know, move through um, the education world. And so obviously then you kind of transitioned out of the traditional education um, arena and moved into entrepreneurship. So tell me about that. What, how did you get started with that? And what are, what are you doing now? Well, I think for me, it was just, it was a natural progression. So I have the background in business and uh, I've had a passion uh, for students and for young people and uh, finding ways to support. And so um, that has led me into some places that are very innovative. I have um, passion about the entrepreneurship because I feel like at this time, our families are looking for more school choice than what exists out there. And in order for them to have their school choice um, options, more people are going to have to be creative in the types of offerings that um, they're pulling together uh, so that um, the students' needs are met. Yeah, that's great. So what, yeah, tell me a little bit about what you're doing now and how, how did you transition to working in, I mean, obviously some of your business background would have helped with that, but how did you get started? What are some of the first kind of experiences that you had, maybe the hurdles that you had to overcome when kind of starting your own business after being in education for so long? Well, uh, thank you for asking about that because I have had an incredible experience of transitioning from uh, from being an educator, a school leader, to being uh, a, a business owner. So um, I first thought that as people were contacting me, that I would just make myself available to answer questions and to tell the my story of being one of the first adopters of an online uh, school. And uh, that's kind of, that's led to uh, creating a website and um, establishing some services uh, that I would 
extend to uh, those that are going down this pathway of opening schools. Something I've discovered is that there are not very many resources for educators that want to go into a business field. And I know this is where what you do is so incredible because you're supporting uh, educators in uh, being business minded about opening innovative schools. So um, I, um, uh, an area that I feel uh, is lacking is support for people who want to enter the business world as an educator. Uh, there's a lack of, of resources for the RFP process, um, how you find, how you make the right connection with the, uh, the system in which uh, needs your support. So, um, you know, I think is after a few years, just helping schools and school districts with open, opening online schools, that I may uh, look towards providing some type of opportunity to support people who want to be education consultants or uh, just get into the business of education. That's great. I know you and I have had some conversations about kind of my big picture thought process. And I know you kind of share this with me is that, you know, we would traditionally we've prepared teachers and teacher preparation programs for kind of one siloed purpose. And that's just to be a regular teacher in a traditional brick and mortar school and your pathway kind of, you know, would lead you to assistant principal, principal, you know, superintendent, if that's, Mm -hmm. if that's the pathway that you wanted to take to move up. But now there's so many other opportunities that are connected to education to support students and to still be connected with schools. And so, um, you know, I think, at the kind of heart of what I do, I'd love to change that mindset to where as we're preparing students, young students, you know, for thinking about their futures in education, that we provide them with other ideas and just the creativity to think, you know, maybe I could start my own school. Maybe I could do this differently. Maybe, you know, I, I want to be in education and I want to have a, an impact on students, but what could that look like? Could it be different than, you know, what we're currently sort of just siloing teachers into? And so, I'd really like to eventually get into kind of those undergrad programs. I know you and I have kind of looked at some of those masters and EDD programs that are starting to pop up around the country that are helping with educational entrepreneurship. But I I know we shared that. So I appreciate that you're thinking about that too. Yes. And I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, how those opportunities grow because there are so few opportunities to actually get into that professionally. Absolutely. So as you're thinking about, you know, as you were starting your your business, what kind of challenges did you face in the beginning and how did you work to overcome those challenges? So first was actually finding an attorney (laughs) and, uh, and an accountant. So I had a friend who made a suggestion and I reached out to that person and, um, and she's been helping me, uh, uh, throughout the process. So um, I think the transition, uh, what I would recommend for anyone who may be looking to make this transition is that you need to understand there's going to be a gap between the point in which you leave your full-time job and you actually start working. Um, And you need to just take a deep breath because whenever it catches on, you're going to be really busy. So, and that's where I'm seeing right now. I'm just a few months out of uh, leaving my full-time uh, school leadership position. And, um, and at this point, I have got, uh, uh, and I'm loving having people contact me to talk about 
um, what their vision is uh, mm -hmm. about the mission, how they're looking at the instructional needs of students, uh, how they're thinking about flexibility, how they're thinking about asynchronous learning, uh, uh, the role that personalization plays, how personalization is different from individualization. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So um, it's wonderful to be, uh, I, I, I find it wonderful to be in the place I am right now to be able to provide more help and assistance to those that need to have, uh, bring a vision to fruition for a, a, high, a highly effective school choice. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I it definitely can relate. And I've heard lots of stories about, you know, that transition from having a full-time regular day job to switching over to your own business and that, you know, everybody has their own pathway with that. Um, and so it's great to hear that that's working well for you now, but I know behind the scenes of that took a lot of work and probably a couple of full-time jobs with you spending time networking and mm -hmm. figuring out things that you didn't know how to do like websites and lawyers and accountants yeah. and those things that just take time to build that um, knowledge base that you probably didn't have before. And um, sometimes it's, you know, making phone calls and just asking questions, even if um, they seem, you know, like pretty obvious to maybe to the, the people that you're asking, but it's just important to be able to have the uh, courage to do that because that's how we learn and move forward. And especially in areas that we're not sure of. So it's fantastic that you're supporting um, entrepreneurs. And that just kind of leads into the next question, which is asking you about, you know, what advice you would give to entrepreneurs that are thinking about getting started and they're early in the process. What, what would you say would be kind of like the top few things for them to focus on as they begin their process? I think the number one plan or the number one thing that I would say is to have a multi-year plan. So it's going to change and it's going to be messy but I think that you do need to be able to think uh, in terms of your structure, where you wanna be in a year, three years, and then again in five years. And so um, it's also interesting, it has been for me because I started this business with a mission to help school districts. And I actually have more businesses that want to do business in Texas reaching out to me um, to see how I can help them uh, better inform uh, Texas educators about the, the tools that are out there. Huh, that, yeah, that is interesting. And so as you're kind of you know, thinking about helping the engineers that are getting started, would you say that there are any resources that maybe you found that were helpful for you in the beginning, books or people that you talked to or specific websites or what kinds of things did you find that were helpful for you in the beginning? Hmm. You mentioned the, um, you know, thinking about your plans in the future. I wondered if you got that from a specific book or if that was just things you'd read. And so you knew that was a good idea to have a one year, three year and five year plan. Mm -hmm. So actually, uh, I love to listen to Audible and mm -hmm. uh, I do spend a good bit of time on the road. And so uh, I happened upon this book called Consulting Success. And it's really what took me from the idea of making myself available just to talk with people mm -hmm. to actually having a business and pursuing it and realizing that the experiences I have that I have had is very valuable to others and that yeah. um, I should 
make myself more available for that. So uh, the, the book is Consulting Success. The author is Michael Zerpersky, and he's from okay. Canada. So, oh. and I'm actually in a, um, a, uh, a course with him. It's called Momentum. And it is largely asynchronous. I'm very impressed with all of the resources he's pulled together for this course. And then they also do what they call clarity coaching. Um, I do think that we all need coaches. We all need mentors. Uh, You never are going to get to a place of where you don't need that. That's your lifeline. That's what's going to spark new ideas and give you confidence um, to move on, to move forward. And, um, uh, you know, I, I was just looking at some, uh, uh, survey data about what the world is expecting in it from educators and in education. And we are becoming a society of reinventing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and do it yourself learning. There's a, uh, you know, the, these are all some of the new concepts that, as entrepreneurs are pulling their programs together is to think, you know, how can you empower people to reinvent themselves? I don't think there's anything more exciting than to be able to reinvent yourself. It is an exciting time, I think, for, you know, not just for entrepreneurs, but, uh, you know, obviously the internet and our technology capabilities have really pivoted in a way that allows us to really do some interesting and unique and innovative things. And so I think that is really exciting. You mentioned your, you know, one, three and five year plan. So I'm curious about what you're thinking for the future. Where, where are you going to go next? Well, uh, thank you for asking about that too. What I would love to do is um, to establish Elevate e-learning as a, um, a resource uh, that's bigger than myself uh, for the future, where uh, there's uh, an exchange of ideas and uh, more collaboration. Uh, I really love the idea of, of um, being a service to others, uh, uh, providing information that is so critical to take the next step. You know, when you think about schools, um, schools are throughout our country, but there is so much um, thought and innovation that goes into every single one of them. And many times we're so busy doing the work that we don't have enough time to collaborate with others about how to improve the work and how to make it uh, uh, more empowering for our students and more satisfying for our teachers and our administration. That's a great, yeah, great goal and sounds like a lot to work on and to build on in the future. And just to kind of lead off of that, I would love for you to just share your information about how our listeners can get a hold of you. I know you have a website and you're on LinkedIn, so you might yeah. say your website and if there's any other uh, way that you would like for people to reach out to you. Yes. So uh, the website is elevate-e-learning.com. And uh, that's also the, the company name is Elevate E-Learning uh, LLC. And then I'm, I have a doing business as Elevate-E-Learning.com. So I uh, 
really, uh, really like that idea. I, you know, I've, I've got grandkids and it seems like I'm always hearing that commercial about abcmouse.com. And I just love that. And so, um, uh, so elevateelearning.com. Perfect. And we'll put it in the show notes too, so that, you know, they can see it visually as well. (laughs) I appreciate you sharing your time with us. Is there anything else that you can think of that you'd like to share with entrepreneurs? Just final thoughts. You're welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn or on my website. So, um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the work that's coming together, Erin. I know you're doing an incredible job and, um, uh, those that are fortunate enough to have the touch of your course and your program, um, they, they are going to be able to share incredible opportunities uh, for their communities. Oh, thank you, Leanne. I appreciate that. And you're doing amazing work as well. It was great to get to chat with you for a little bit. And I appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you.